I have a really good fact to begin the show with. Actually. Hang on, we so, silence in the studio audience. Uh, well, no, no, no. After after we begun the show, we should begin the, f- the show first. Chauffeur. The chauffeur. Yeah. Where is he? I guess it's me. No, wait. You can't drive. Don't be a chauffeur. Yeah, I can. I just don't have a license. That's true. <laughs> Hello and welcome to World 1 Stage 1. I'm Simon, and joining me as ever are Jack. Hello! Rob. Hi. And Irish. Hello. And we're here to talk about the year that has happened. That one that just happened. Which one was one that? that's over now. 2015! That's good, because if people are listening to this in the future, then, you know, that might be really confusing for them. It might It'll be. It'll probably be in the title. Well, there is that. What if they, um, uh, like, didn't, uh, what, what, it, uh, 2015! My phone is not switching off. There we go. So, yes, 2015 is a year that happened, and this is the episode in which I get myself confirmed as SJW Tumblr trash and probably make a whole bunch of people really angry. <laughs> hey, no one's gotten angry at me yet. Oh, they will. <laughs> All right, cool. Oh, yeah, but they, like, oh, Rob will. By the- by the end of this episode, <laughs> at least one of the one of the, the hosts will hate me, and presumably like thirty to fifty percent of the listeners will. Hate is the path of the dark side, Jack, and it is not one that I follow. You have nothing to fear, because the Jedi never did anything wrong, did they? No. <laughs> You're just trying to, you know, overthrow. You know what? For another time. Before we get on to movies and killing each other, which I suspect. And the new regime will be the next episode. Shall yeah. we talk about games for a bit? Yeah, because I've got Seeing games as, as well. James, what are that's games? That's thing World 1 Stage 1 does sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's our, uh, it's our uh, origin story. That's sad. Can I quickly say something that I learned today, though, before uh, we begin on games or anything? Is it a word No. Did you know it is not illegal to drive in your bare feet? I don't have any bare feet. Oh. Why, why would it be illegal to drive in your bare feet? I don't know, it's just something that I thought I heard somewhere, and, you know, I, I just took it as fact for most of my life, and then I discovered today it isn't, it isn't illegal. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you shared that with us. You don't drive! Well, no, but, I mean, it's... it's uh, I just thought it was a thing. Did it come up today? No, I just... Well, yes, actually, it did. It did. Because uh, I thought it would... You'd hurt yourself. Why? It wouldn't be super comfortable. Yeah, it's it's not uncomfortable. I mean, the floors of a car are carpeted, and the pedals are not made of jagged spikes. You know. You mean you've done this, Simon? Yes. Yeah. I mean, no, no, but I mean, like, it's not as comfortable as it would be in, say, with socks and shoes. Any more than, say, like, walking down the like a, a nice pavement in in, in like <laughs> a nice pavement. Shut up! Like you've spoken from experience. I, Until I today, to Rob, did you believe that if someone like lost their shoes, and then got back to the car, they were not allowed to drive off. I thought they were risking it if they did. Like, they get in, and then they just suddenly just, woo! And like, that's, a, that's a policeman, not, not Ric Flair, by the way. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, just the, the blues and twos turn up, and the fella comes out, like, knocks the door. Mm. What the fuck do you think you're doing? <laughs> 
yeah, games. That's true. Let's talk about games. Games. Sorry. Games. games. I think it's much a much better idea to talk about games. Yeah, Shall we like, sort of round robin this, like each talk about a game in turn and jump in on each other's lists if we come up with something? Because my list is not in order. I'm just going to borrow ones from Jack's list because Jack has a list. I've literally just written a list of games that I felt we should probably talk about. Um, uh, no, I, I have, I've played so very, very few of these. Oh, I've played a few it's, of them. It's been a bad year for me in games. I've been mm. playing a lot of old games. I haven't played anything that came... Well, I've played a couple of things that came out this year. Um, yeah, there's, I've, I've had a similar problem, actually. My, my list of... Well, I'm going to say four. There are five but one I kind of feel awkward putting on the list, which is one of the reasons I suspect people are going to hate me, um, <laughs> is like the list of games that came out this year that I've played this year. It's, it's really awkward. Um, yeah. mm. So, But okay, I'm going to kick us off. I'm going to say Splatoon was it's one on of my list? games of the year. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. yeah, Splatoon. You're a squid now, you're a kid now. You're a kidna? You're a kidna. No, that's a different franchise. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, a Wii U game right there on the list uh, because <laughs> I thought it did something really, really special, and that's the fact that it's a shooter. It's a console multiplayer shooter that you know you don't actually have to shoot anyone. You can shoot things. You can shoot walls and floors and stuff, and still be like the MVP of your team. It's just super accessible, but really, you know, flat skill level as well. So mm. anyone can play. It does a lot to get rid of the kind of bullshit of online shooters, mostly just by not having chat. Yes, but you, you'd be surprised anyone who hasn't played an online shooter how much that like adds or detracts, depending on how you look at it from mm. a game yeah. experience. It, it makes a world of difference, and so yeah, it's instantly accessible. It's very easy to get to grips with. It's very welcoming and. Also, they've spent the entire year like adding map packs and events and really engaging reasons to keep playing. Yeah. They do these regular Splatoon challenges where they'll split the player base into teams by saying, okay, pineapple on your pizza. Do you love it or do you hate it? And everyone logs in, makes their choice, and then you're fighting for pineapple or against pineapple. That's fucking genius. That is yeah, terrifying. There are people in this world who don't like pineapple on their pizza. <laughs> I know. I had to brought them all to shoot at them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how you I am one of them. Oh, you filthy anti pineappler. I am anti pineapple. Oh, I would have had to splat you. How have they not just oh, taken him out? So you like him. you like pineapple on your pineapple. I, I I have a horrible feeling that the pro pineapple team on Splatoon may have been the smallest minority team of the year. Wow. We're, yeah, but you know what? Just because there's not many of us doesn't mean we're wrong. I could do without it on my pizza. I'm just going to be honest right now. We, wow. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to... I'm just there. Just, I'm there front and center, man. Right, and right here, right in front of me. This is, this is me outing myself. Wow. Pineapple, it can go elsewhere. <sighs> you think you know a guy? Hey! I didn't say it has to go. I'm kind of liberal. It can stay there if it wants, <laughs> but I would prefer it to leave. <laughs> I would be more comfortable if it were to leave. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. But I just like to so say, you're like sort to... of a what a pineapple gets up to in the privacy of its own home is none of exactly. your business. But you just don't want it in your face. Don't want it in my face, you know. 
Just don't go waving it around. Just don't go waving it around. <laughs> like don't go having your pineapple pride parade. Oh my goodness me. Do you see them? Pride apple. Pride apple. <laughs> I've got an idea for a webcomic. Uh, yeah. You know what? It's a terrible idea. I've scrapped it. Is it literally just the idea you just said? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so basically, it's, it's, it, but we say pineapple, me and Simon, we say pineapple good. And there are not many of us, but that doesn't mean we're wrong. And I'd just like to make sure we all remember that sentiment for later <laughs> on this episode. <laughs> or possibly next episode. Uh, well, oh, next episode, we're going to talk about what's coming out next year, right? Oh, we're going to split it that way. Oh, I've, 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 I figured that was it. I've got a list for both. So okay, well, let's see how long it takes us to talk about like. games. <laughs> but anywho. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah, Splatoon. Splatoon. That's a, that, I, I, I've seen a lot about it, and I've not actually played it, and if, I would actually really like to. If I had a Wii U, I would invest in it. Exactly. That's the only problem, isn't it? Yeah. What else is that out is on the, the Wii problem. Should we cover a bit of Wii U, then? Because I believe Oh, yeah, okay. Bayonetta 2 is excellent. <laughs> you, know what, you know what? I don't need a Wii U. Tell us, okay? Because I'm actually intrigued. Tell, tell, tell me if not, uh, Jack. I'm sure Irish is interested as well, right, Irish? No. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Yes, go on. <laughs> okay, let's do Simon, please. Uh, well, actually, there's not a huge amount to say, and I don't have the full game, but I have played the demo. And it's precisely what you'd expect it to be. It's more Bayonetta. It's more silliness. You know, the demo starts with you having a fight with angels on a jet that's flying through the city. It explodes. You land on a train that's hurtling through the city and a giant angel is running alongside it trying to trash the train. And it's platinum games, beat them up, over-the-top anime nonsense. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's a shame it's... Uh... Well, you know what, actually, I can't comment because I haven't seen anything about Bayonetta 2, and it, a lot of my problems with Bayonetta 1 could have been fixed. Oh, okay. Like, with Bayonetta 1, I thought, I thought it had some really shitty camera angles and all that stuff, and I kind of I'll really... be honest, yeah. if that's what you didn't like, you're not going to like Bayonetta 2 much. <laughs> you know what, fuck Bayonetta 2 is what I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, it hasn't really changed the, the controls and the cameras at all. Yeah, never mind them. Hmm. You know what, that wasn't on my list, I'd forgotten about that. Although there is a Wii U game on my list of games that came out this year that we thought we should talk about. <laughs> yeah, okay. Super Mario Maker. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, it's, game is an interesting oh God, word. Yeah. yeah, it is, but I mean, it's a really, I think it's a really clever move by Nintendo based on just years and years and years of people making, like, ROM hacks and emulators <laughs> yeah. of Mario. Yeah. Yes. Uh, like Super Kaizo World and shit like that. And now they've just gone, hey, have all of these resources. And pay money for it. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's so close to being brilliant. What what stops it then? Cuz I I've not actually I, I mean, I've seen bits, but I, I think it's quite smart of them to use just a, a back catalog of um art assets and then just to sell it on with basically the mechanics that they've had since the company's I, I creation. Was, I was worried because <laughs> of what I saw that it was going to be a huge failure cuz I thought it was going to be all uh new Super Mario Brothers stuff like the, the 3DS and the Wii. Mario games, right? Okay, but it's not. I mean, every iteration is in there. You've got yeah. Super Mario Brothers. You got uh, well, you don't have two. You got Mario. You got Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers Three, Super Mario Brothers World, mm. and then new, new Super Mario Brothers. Okay. So, what stops it from being brilliant? Well, the the level making is fantastic, and playing it is just it's the Mario engine. It's flawless. The problem is discoverability. Well, that's one of the problems. It's probably the main problem is discoverability. It's trying to find the good things 
in heaps and heaps of trash. Because mm. we know what Nintendo don't do well is the social aspect of online. So actually communicating about levels, sharing levels, recommending levels, and curating levels is next to impossible. So unless someone in a medium outside of the game gives you the awkwardly specific but yet terribly Nintendo code to access a specific level, you're just oh, not going to find the gold Yeah, you know, in amongst the trash. And the other thing that really messes up for me is the fact that you can't chain levels. So you can't do a world of levels. You can't do here's my stage one, here's my stage two, stage three, and uh, play through. It's individual one-shot levels. I mean, that's stuff that could very easily be patched in, I guess. It but, could, because yeah. I would have brought up the lack of check marks in the levels, you know, um, where you hit a save point and restart from that point if you die. Yeah, I mean, but I they guess fixed it's, that. It's... Oh, did they? Yeah, they added those in. So oh, they okay. can address these issues, and hopefully they will address these issues. But if you're asking for Nintendo to make something searchable, shareable, discoverable, and work well as a community online... Good luck. Yeah, there's there's no whimsy available in that. Mm. No, they, they deal in whimsy and whimsy only. <laughs> they deal in whimsy and frustratingly annoying codes for sharing content. Yeah, yeah like that's, friend that's codes. Strange. But I mean, it's, it's I just thought it was a really cool idea. It's a great idea. Yeah, and it's it's essentially just sort of legitimizing something that people have been doing for ages. Yeah. So I, just, I thought it might be cool. Also, it's 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 a Wii U game on my list of games of the of, of that we should talk about. So I thought that was quite. And early on in this uh, console's, um, well, in its genesis, didn't look like that was going to be the case, really. No, no. no the Wii no. U had a similar thing to the 3DS, where it launched with a very thin lineup. Yeah, that's um, right. I should have just said it like that. <laughs> but now we've got you know Yoshi's Woolly World is really fun. And hyper accessible as well. Splatoon, as I said, Bayonetta two for the slightly more um, action oriented gamer. Smash obviously is there now. Yeah, uh, it's it's really coming on strong as a console. I did I did play Smash this year at Kidicon in the uh, the tournament. Oh yeah, yeah. Got through to the finals. Yeah, you did, didn't you? That's ah. really cool. Who did you get through us again? Uh, I was Bowser. Bowser. Yeah. Not Ganondorf. Uh, Ganondorf in New Smash is. I don't know, like, he's, he's... I don't know if he's been tweaked or what, but he's, he's still the same speed, but... I've just a slower Captain Falcon, something, I always Yeah, thought. but something about the way he hits, he just doesn't seem to be as strong as he used to be. Okay. okay. People are just more resilient than they used to be, but Bowser just still hits like a motherfucker and is still just a monster. Yeah. And Smash um, is another example, actually, of Nintendo really supporting their products and continuing to add new content throughout the year. New characters turning up here, there, and everywhere. Again, Bayonetta turning up now. Yeah, and Cloud. Yeah. And, I mean, it was summed up when I saw someone posting a picture of the character select with, just imagine someone had told you this would be the next game Smash lineup. Just imagine how fake you would have thought that was. <laughs> yeah. So, this I didn't realise Cloud was in it. Yeah. Who else? Uh, Mewtwo's back, I believe. Sweet. Uh, that's it. Oh, <laughs> oh, Ryu from from Street Fighter. Oh, sweet. Yeah. yeah, so you can have Ryu versus Little Mac. That's not even fair. I don't know. Oh, and Mega Man, Mega Man, Pac Man. Yeah, Mega Man's in there because he wasn't to begin with. No, it was uh, Marvel versus Capcom. That's what I remember. Where he didn't turn up, and everyone was like, "The, the fuck?" Oh yeah, yeah. You got a Capcom game, and you haven't put. Uh, you know what? Fuck you guys. Yeah. Um, 
But no, no, it's a really, really, really good lineup. There's something there for everyone. I mean, even like the bloody villager from uh, from Animal Crossing. Mm. I fucking hate that villager. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I've I know. seen that one. That's fucking the one hell. that put me out. Uh. As now. <laughs> That's really frustrating. He just fucking rocketed me off the edge of the stage. Yeah. Fucker. He'll do that. Yeah. But you know what? The guy's, the, the guy's uh, tag name was Slammendorf, so you know what? I wasn't actually all that. <laughs> fucking it. hell. Because that was an awesome name. Well, it was a really cool name. Um... So yeah, I did. Yeah. So Wii U games. I was going to say, have Wii U basically won a console lineup of the year already? <laughs> console lineup, yeah. as in uh, the the. If you limit it to the exclusives, I think they have. I was going to oh, say, yeah, because the exclusives the, uh, the basically don't exclusives. even exist other than Halo. That, was there a Halo game this year? Uh, yes. Halo 5. Yeah. Oh shit, I can talk about Halo 5. I think I'm the only poor, sorry bastard that played it. <laughs> Please it's, go ahead. Tell us how good it was. I'll, I'll talk, we'll talk about it in a bit when we do Xbox, I guess. Uh, I guess I'm the only one that's going to do Xbox. Well, to be fair, all the games basically are on PlayStation and Xbox. Most, most of my list so, are multi platform or PC. Yeah. So let's. what's next on. on wait, who did, who did the last one? That was, well, I brought up Undertale, and that's. Uh, sorry, no, that's coming later. Yeah. Spoilers. Okay. Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, I brought up Splatoon. Yeah, Undertale is where I really get condemned as SJW Tumblr trash. Ah. Because there's one game on my list that does have a ranking. Is it, is it Undertale? It, it is. <laughs> it, what's its ranking? Number one. Really? Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. All right, fair enough. I don't know what that is. I'm avoiding it like the plague. Okay, I'm now you're really wrong. Interested. <laughs> what? Well, so someone else want to bring one up? Well, literally, I've just written down what games came out this year that I looked at. I was looking at a list of what came out this year and just going down the list and going, oh, I remember that. We should probably talk about it. And the first thing on the list was, unfortunately, WWE Immortals. Oh, go on. <laughs> Simon's laughing because he knows what WWE Immortals is. Yeah, yeah, but you need to tell me. You know what it is. I saw it advertised. I didn't actually see anything of it's, it at all. It's the game for your mobile phone. Oh, what? And it's a reskin of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, <gasps> it is. As with, with your favourite WWE yes, wrestlers. I have seen as, that. I have like seen that. The heroes and gods of Mortal Kombat-esque things. So Triple it's H so has a giant hammer. And The Undertaker actually summons demons. And John Cena is actually a superhero. How is this not the best game in the universe? Did I mention that it's a beat-em-up for the phone? Because <laughs> you, know yeah. you know how Mortal Kombat is famous for its intuitive and in no way clunky gameplay. And you know how shocking. fighting game fans hate the idea of using a fight stick to control their games and prefer the idea of a single touch screen. <laughs> and you know yeah. how the idea of having Triple H as the actual embodiment of Thor <laughs> fighting an actual demon <laughs> Undertaker is not the most stupid thing in the world. Oh. On a teeny weeny screen. <laughs> like, I just- fucking loved the adverts for this game. I've, I've got to say, I've not played it, but just the adverts alone just made me giggle. You feel like, well, there we go. Already it has marriage. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? I, would, I won't say buy it, but yeah. I will say go to YouTube and just look at trailers for it because it, oh, it's such just, a... Just revel in it. You look at it and go, <laughs> like, how is this... It's, it's like that comic you see of like the people around the boardroom table. They go, what if, right, we need a new uh, wrestling game. Any yeah. ideas? And it goes, uh, another retro wrestling game. And someone goes, uh... Let's add some creative wrestler options to WWE 2K15, finally. <laughs> and then one person in just goes, like a Mortal Kombat game for the phone. <laughs> and then the other just like looks at him and then just chucks him out the fucking window. Uh, I'll tell you what my favourite thing about this is, and that's that 
(laughs) You look at the actual sort of character archetypes they get, and some people have been given really fun kind of redesigns and really sort of fantastic redesigns, and some people have been given total shit. Yeah. I literally saw Triple H, John Cena, and Undertaker. Well, I mean, some of them appear in multiple forms, and Triple H is one of them. Hmm. Like, he has his King of Kings appearance. The, the crown. He also <laughs> has the authority, which is just him in a suit. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and, like, some of the, the, the divas, as they call their women wrestlers. Oh, yes. Get, like, they are the sort of magic users. There's the Ice Witch Brie Bella, <laughs> and there's the uh, Pyromancer Nikki Bella, her twin. And then there's the, the Kane is a literal demon because he's the demon Kane, obviously. Yeah. It's Hell's uh, favorite demon, which again is not the stupidest. <laughs> yeah, how did he get that? Seamus, because he's Irish, is an ancient druid. <laughs> uh, well, uh, wait, okay, druid? That, I was going to say, at least that's not what I thought it was going to be, but I'm not going to say what. Yeah, yeah. Well, Real. he's also the Celtic warrior. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's that's but cool. Then you've got Big Show, who is just the lumberjack. And it's just Big Show in a plaid shirt. His 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 wrestling name used to literally be the Giant. I know you you could do so much with that. I know. Oh my God, Lumberjack, the Lumberjack. <laughs> he's, he's Paul fucking Bunyan. They've just reduced yeah. him to manual labor <laughs> in Alaska. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, oh, do you know what? what? It could have been so much worse. Actually, I mean, he was well, the, he was the New Year's baby. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. So he could have been there fighting people in a sash and a diaper and a cigar. Oh, fucking... And making that weird screamy face he does and then just punching people on the head. You know what? Fuck WWE Immortals. Moving on. Moving on. Well, uh, one last word on WWE Immortals. Any game based on the WWE roster that includes Trish Stratus but doesn't include Lita is stupid. I, you know what? I'll agree with that, and you know, I'm sure both Trish Stratus and Lita would agree with that. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna have to introduce like a drinking game for uh, my list of 2015 games. Okay, take a shot every time I say the words HD remastered. Uh, yeah, that's a really, really uh, harrowing game. point. Yeah, make. yeah, I haven't uh, put any remasters on my list for that reason. Yeah, because they're, they're well, not we, 2015 games. We had Resident Evil HD remastered. We had Grim Fandango HD Remastered, which I've now picked up because you know what? I've never played Grim Fandango. It is a wonderful game, and the I, HD I remake is at I least very pretty. And yeah, and I'm, I'm told based on you know things I love that I would like it. Oh yeah, man, yeah, yeah. totally. So I picked it up in the it wasn't in the, I think it was in the Thanksgiving Steam sale. Okay, um, so I, I picked that one up. Uh, Fahrenheit HD Remastered or Indigo Prophecy HD Remastered. Oh, I can have a good game. It's a great game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Life is Strange, which I never played about, but uh, never played, but man, I heard a lot about. Simon, Life is Strange is on my list. Yep. Yeah, uh, all five episodes came out in 2015. Uh, so the basic premise for anyone unfamiliar is you play Max Caulfield, who is a teenage girl who is going to high school, sort of, sort of later years, early college, almost. She's you know 18, which would be going to uni for us, but. Yeah. Uh, in a sort of art academy, studying photography. <clears throat> that was my first in <laughs> to the game. <laughs> Photographer character sold. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and basically, she can control time as she discovers when a a random shooting happens in front of her, and she saves the victim, only to later discover that it's her childhood friend who she hasn't seen in years because the family moved away. 
uh, Q, weird, dark conspiracy, all the mysterious things happening in her hometown now that she's moved back, uh, the exploration of her time travel powers, but never the explanation, which I really appreciated, that they didn't even try and hand wave why she could do it. Um, and the last episode especially, th- this game, I love it. The reason it's on my list is the time travel mechanic leads to some really interesting puzzle solving. Sure, that's great. Yeah. The dialogue can be really janky at times. Uh, it's it's grown-ups trying to write teenagers. It gets cringy, mm. obviously. Oh, God, yeah. But it takes... Yeah, yeah, as Zoe says, insert the Steve Buscemi gif of hello, fellow kids. Yeah. Um, I literally just kids. thought of that. Yeah. No, it, it is that at times. It it's really is. memes. <laughs> but... Um, very few games will explore in an actual sort of let's look at the ramifications of this, especially with time travel allowing you to see events, unwind them, work out ways to prevent them and see consequences. We'll explore topics like suicide, euthanasia, um, uh, parental loss in the way this does. It has some very mature themes. Mm. And it tackles them really bravely. Wow. I really, really appreciated that. And the final chapter goes to some deep, dark, psycho head game places. So, I, I wouldn't play it if you're squeamish about anything that I've listed above, because it does not pull any punches. Mm. But it's a really interesting narrative. Oh. And especially if you love supernatural bullshit as well, because there's Ooh. a lot of that. Yes! And also, can I just say, it is definitely not a game where you play a square. No. <laughs> Last time, I I was convinced for ages. I think it, it was Thomas was not alone. On it no. is, I was convinced that life is strange was Thomas was alone. Oh, Thomas was strange. So when Simon was describing this game, I was like, "Fucking what? <laughs> like what although, is that?" Although Thomas was alone, also really, really deep. See, it's right there. Play that. It's really good. I, I have. Oh, good. I'm glad you watched me play it. <laughs> I don't recall that. Nope. Um. So yes. Uh. We also had, in, also in terms of episodic games, we had a couple of uh, games from Tale of Tales. Tale of Tales? Tale of Tales. Tale of Tales. <laughs> Tale of Tales. Sorry, that's, that's the guy people that made the path. I mean, Telltale. Telltale games. Uh, we had, like, uh, sorry, we had Game of Thrones, uh, mm-hmm. and we had uh, Tales from the Borderlands completed and this year. Minecraft Story Mode. Minecraft Story Mode. Not completed, it started. I know nothing about. Um, okay, I so so far I've only played one chapter of any of those, and that's the first chapter of Game of Thrones. <laughs> really, Tales of the Borderlands is really, really good. But the thing um, that puts me off is that I've never really been a fan of the Borderlands world. world. Likewise. But yeah. the Telltale game, the reason I don't like the world, and it might be different for you, is okay. that it's very hard to explore a fictional universe in a game that is just about gunplay and stat juggling, yeah. which is all Borderlands is to me. Yeah, um, Telltale is a narrative. It's character driven, so it takes this world of Pandora, which I look at in Borderlands, and I go, "This could be really interesting if you had a plot." <laughs> and it goes, "Here is the plot." Oh, okay. It's 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 a brilliant idea, and, and it's got some very 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 cool characters in it. I really yeah, really like the characters in it. Um, but like I said, it's weird because I, I look at the, the the back catalog of Telltale games, and I go, "Right, you've got." Um, you've got uh, Borderlands, which I have zero interest in. Mm-hmm. You've got um, Game of Thrones, the TV series, which I have zero interest in. Yeah, you've got enough. the Walking Dead TV series, which I have zero interest in. Uh-huh. 
And I play these games, like, these are fucking fantastic. The, 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 the way they tell the story, the characters' interaction, mm. the, the decisions, and you go back and you go, okay, what if I'd done this? What if I'd done this? Um, is just absolutely phenomenal. Well, it's, the, it's that beauty of... Uh, Telltale Games are basically making video games from what the uh, turn-to-page so-and-so adventures. Yeah. You don't uh, remember those? Fables as well. Uh, the Wolf Among Us that they did. That was genuinely no, I, my favourite thing. I had no interest in comic, in it's, that comic. Uh, but oh. It was a really good game. That one's amazing. See, very... I have to be a, a voice of dissent here. Yeah. I, I too have no interest in any of the source material for the Telltale games. Mm. Uh, but I've also found every Telltale game I've played completely and utterly underwhelming. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I remember you saying that you're not generally a fan. Is there a particular reason why? Or I, I wish I knew. Um, they just, they feel like... They just don't feel very polished to me, and there's nothing super engaging about them. I've okay. never been able to just get into a Telltale game. I've always felt very distanced from them. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a storyline. It's a choose-your-own-adventure. If you're not engaged with it, it's not fun. Yeah, uh, if so it doesn't, doesn't grab you, then it's, you know, yeah. it, it needs your full attention. It needs, to, it needs you to be invested. Absolutely, um, and I guess you know it's not gonna it's not gonna hit every button for everyone. No, yeah, I think it's the gameplay between the choices, like just the controls, the angles, the interfaces, all feel really weak to me. Yeah, and so I I, just I, I feel think put I off. sort of agree with you actually in that respect. Respect. There are a lot of times where, um, like you say, it doesn't feel polished. Where sort of like the camera angle isn't set, like in the right place sometimes, yeah. and when you're doing like an action scene, that's quite important. I'm I'm really interested to see what they're going to do next year. It's on my list for next year, but we may as well mention it now. Mm. Um, is that they're doing a Batman game next year? Da, 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 da. And I think they could probably do something really well if they went down the route of detec- a, 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 a detective story, which I think is what they're doing. And I think that'd be quite nice to see. I think it's going to be. Uh, uh, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, rather um, than growling and moping and punching people, like I'd like to see a detective story. Okay. Yeah, I, I would as well. Yeah. Um, I probably will jump back in and give them another go for that because it's Batman. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's really lost us recently, for me anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, Are we going to talk about it? We we have talked we'll talk about, about it movies. before, haven't we? Really. Batman. Well, yeah, but also, I mean, it's going to come up again in, in films of next year. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Dawn of Justice. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I was, I was thinking about games, sorry. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, what else have I got in here? Uh, Majora's Mask 3D. Simon, did you ever end up picking that up? No, it's still on my list, cool. but I haven't picked it up yet. So that's another, again, it's essentially, uh, you might as well just put in HD remaster there. Hey, but yeah. see, the thing is, there is one thing about that that um, I will say is, I mean, it's still a shameless cash grab in a way to have HD remasters, but like with Resident Evil, so I hear from people who have played the HD version, yeah. and Majora's Mask, there have been changes made, haven't there, little, to, little, to freshen changes, the experience. But not as much as the next game on my list. Okay. Oddworld's new and tasty. Yes, I hear that that's like basically an overhaul, isn't it? It's, it's completely, it's the same it's the same game as in it's the same storyline mm. but it's a completely different engine it's a completely different look to everything it's well not completely I mean the characters look the same it's just a very different you know graphical style yeah um, and um, it has a whole lot of extra stuff real different twists and turns and different places you can go and everything's mixed up for uh, Abe's Odyssey the first uh, Oddworld game mm-hmm. which was one of the first like it was one of the first games I remember playing of like you know getting into proper gaming that it wasn't like you know the the, the NES or the, the Mega Drive. Yeah, I mean, the, you know my first PlayStation game I played was Abe's Odyssey. Hmm. Um, 
And uh, so it was really nice seeing that and seeing, okay, it's, it's, it is an HD remaster, but it's a completely from the ground built up new game. Which is, which is definitely worth the respect more so than others. Just taking a game and putting a bit of polish on it and making <laughs> it bigger. Yeah. Um, we had a couple, I mean, I'll, I'll only gloss over these because we had, a, we had a couple of Five Nights at Freddy's games released these th- th- this year. Which are just excellent. They're, 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 it's, they're great. It's, it's the equivalent of like a really low budget indie horror film. Yeah. It does really well. Some people don't like it. Some people really like it. It's taken, it's taken YouTube and the internet by complete surprise, I'd say. Mm. Like the first one. One did. of the things that's very interesting about it to me is that the creator has clearly found his formula. Yes. And uh, now, well... <laughs> he's it's, sort of running with it. Well, it's sort of tweaking it as well. I mean, the, the games the games do are. I'm not going to say they're not similar. Um, what is that? And Irish is back. And, <laughs> and Irish has left his vibrator in. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> we, we can hear your fans again, dude. Okay. Anyway, yes, let's, let's um, keep rolling. It has been it has been being like um, tweaked with iteration of the game comes out, um, and yeah, it, it is essentially still the same basic game each time. But I, and I can't really follow the plot so well. I'm not that smart. But yeah, I mean, he, he's tweaking it and testing it, and I'm quite interested to see what what other games he might come out with if he ever does a new IP because he hmm. didn't start with Five Nights at Freddy's. And hopefully he won't end with it either. Hmm, okay. Uh, Final Fantasy X and X2. The HD remaster. <laughs> How are you guys feeling playing the drinking game, by the way? Yeah, well, we'd be basically gone at and, this point. And, you... and we can get onto a point of contention here between, I believe, between Simon and Rob. Mm-hmm. Batman, Arkham Knight. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think it's... I don't entirely disagree with what I believe your and Simon's opinion is on this game. I didn't play it. No, did you not? I haven't played it. Oh, okay. I haven't played anything since Asylum. Okay. Yeah, like, I mean... Well, my take on Knight is basically that the plot has serious, serious problems. Very true. But was okay. Mm-hmm. However, it was padded out with repetitive, irritating, unnecessary, grindy bullshit because open world is the trend, mm. and they've ignored the fact that Asylum was a beautifully contained narrative because it was contained and tried to fill a world with content and it's watered the whole damn thing down and it didn't help that the game was technically bullshit um, by which I mean it crashed <laughs> constantly and was just badly made um, I, the thing is there's a, there's a lot of what you've just said that basically I agree with basically everything you said however <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of what you said that I agree with all of it in fact uh, <laughs> basically, the concept yeah, I mean, you might say the only thing is I think uh, uh, it, it redeems itself for me because I, I agree with you like, for one thing in terms of I think the, the worst thing about the plot in my opinion was how it it, gen, it genuinely undermined the character of Batman for me, whereas the other games haven't. And I'll tell you why. The reason is, spoilers. is that, spoilers, uh, we all knew who the Arkham Knight was before it had even come out. Yes. So to have Batman go through an entire investigation where he doesn't know who he is, makes you suddenly you lose that feeling of like, like the other games in my opinion give you which is the you know you feel like Batman yeah you don't feel like Batman in this one because you feel like you're, you're shouting at Batman. Batman because he hasn't caught up it's, yeah if you compare Batman's reaction to who the Arkham Knight is 
to Batman's reaction to who the Red Hood is in Under the Red Hood. Exactly. Yeah. In Under the, because the thing is, he, he works it out. He figures it out. All he has to do is hear him say, uh, you haven't lost your touch, Bruce. You haven't lost your touch, That's Bruce. Like, and, and even before but, that, the way he runs, the fact that he's yeah. you know one step ahead of Batman in the fighting, he's like, yeah, I he know this training. Line. I recognize yeah. this fighting style. Yeah, because he's fucking Batman. Um, the, it's, it's, it's almost as good as Joker's realization of who Red Hood is in that film. Yes, but not quite yeah. as good, because Joker's yeah. realization is so much better. Um, and I think, yeah, that, that's definitely one of the things that, that, that did, um, that did like, really kind of get to me, I have to admit. Because like, um, I, I think if you're working with a character like Batman, like, I don't see how it's... I don't see... It. People could go wrong with Batman quite a lot, and I don't understand how that is possible. Like, the, the, the building blocks that are there... Basically, it's really difficult to fuck up. Don't you think? Like, don't you think that generally, yeah, like... you got think everyone's done it in some way or another. Yeah, I know. This is the thing. So everyone's trying to do their take on it, and it's when you start trying to rearrange them in different ways or adding new com- uh, components to it, that's when people fuck up. Yeah. But the thing is, that's, that's a da- it's a dangerous thing. I don't, I don't want us to go on a, a spiel about Batman here, because this isn't the Batman show, but I think that's <laughs> a dangerous thing, because at the same time, if you don't introduce new things, then it becomes stale. Like, obviously, this is what we've seen in, in comic books uh, for years and years. Like, you have Unfortunately, to inject- sometimes the new thing they introduce is Jim Gordon in a robot suit being exactly. Batman. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, I think, right, it's an example I bring up quite a lot, but I think what the problem is, everyone is trying to bring their new new thing into it and go, hey, here's, you know, that, those other guys didn't get Batman. Here, I get Batman. Here's my, yeah, yeah. here's my idea. Tim Burton got Batman, right? Uh, sort they, of. No, no, he didn't at all. No. I mean, sort of. He got aspects of Batman. And then had Batman killing people left, right, and center as well. He and, did miss some fundamental aspects yeah. as well, yes. It was um, basically like, I want to make a villain film with Tim Burton. Right? Tim Burton was it was also, it was, it suffered from the same thing we were talking about before the show, of Phantom Menace, in that no one had seen Batman on the big screen for a very long time. That's very true. And, and would desperate for it to be good and it was unlike any superhero movie out at the time that, so it was like yeah, this is amazing true. yeah um now the thing is what yeah um what people need to do really is go okay these game or these games and these these series and these films this hasn't worked mm. but this bit of it worked and that bit of it worked yeah or this was on the whole really good uh, under the red hood is a really good example of Damn, yeah. it really really works mm. So what you need is someone to go, okay, this worked and this worked and this worked, and if I put this bit in, which I think will work, and a really good example by I think Batman: Brave and the Bold. Yeah, yeah, but that's, that's, that's a strong, that's a strong show. It is because it's basically saying, you know what? It knows what it is. You know what isn't working anymore is grim, dark, gruff, gravelly, punchy, angry, broody Batman. Okay. Like, absolutely agree. Yeah, we remember the Silver Age. <laughs> mm. It was stupid as hell, right? <laughs> but it wasn't like it was. Like unenjoyably stupid. Well, the fact is that Brave and the Bold uh, fully embraces that, doesn't it? it does, I think but that's at the same time, there, so are some, there are some episodes which are really. I was um, speaking to Ron about this yesterday. There's, um, I forget what the name of the episode is, but there's one where it's uh, Mark Hamill and uh, what's the name of the Kevin Conroy? Kevin Conroy, yeah, playing uh, the DC Universe's Spirits of Justice and Vengeance. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, and they're basically going. I bet if Batman was ever pitted against the man who killed his parents. He would he would drop his no kill code and he would kill him mm. and they go okay I bet he wouldn't and they go okay fine let's engineer things so that Batman goes up against Joe Chill yeah 
And it's actually quite a dark episode. It's still Bratman the Brave and the Bold. It's still a bit yeah, silly yeah, yeah. and whatnot. But it's actually quite a dark episode. And it's left open right at the end as to whether he would have actually gone ahead with it or not. Mm. You don't really know one way or the other. And I think that was a really, really good... It's basically just the guys making Batman Brave the Bold going, hey, all of Batman is good. Like, there's no bad era of Batman. Very true. Yeah, no, I completely it's agree. Just, and I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, but it's just you've got you've to work... I don't know. There's the current era where Jim Gordon in a robot suit is Batman. <laughs> you know what I'm going to keep harping on about that because I'm so angry. No, no, yeah, but Simon, I, I, I mean, like, that I mean, that like is, ages is in Golden Age, Silver Age. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah. But I, I think even that, like, because, like, come on, like, there have been times when Batman's been, like, punching aliens in the face, like, in the 60s and stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, well, there were, there were times where, there were times really like, crazy. during his, you know, original run, like, back in the 30s and 40s, where he was, like, you know, hanging escape mental patients yes. like a noose from the bat plane. <laughs> yes. Like that happened. Yeah, he, was it Dr. Strange? That, that did indeed maybe? happen. Yeah, there's, there was a time he like, uh, he shot people. There's, shot people, yeah. There was but the this time... isn't a Batman show. Yeah, yeah all I was going to say, sorry, we're not going to talk about Batman anymore. Yeah. Other than that, the, the thing that I did like about Arkham Knight, um, oh, yeah, Arkham Knight that was really obviously cool. the voice cast, obviously oh, yeah. the conceit of the Joker being in the game, although immediately they lied about him being in it, I still loved how they included the Joker in that game. Okay, uh, and finally, yes, I would have actually. I, I really liked the way they used the Joker in the game. I do agree with you in that. I think that was brilliantly clever. Their misstep, I think, was lying about it in the marketing. I think if they'd come out and said, "Yeah, the Joker's dead. He's still in the game, though," I would have been way more interested. Yeah, or if they, or if they just said, if they just answered, "Is the Joker in this game?" If they just answered with, "The Joker is dead," yeah. There you go. That's all you need to say. The Joker is dead. You don't give an answer one way or the other. You just yeah. say the Joker is dead. That's that true. would have worked as well. You know, but I yeah. would have. I, either way would have worked really well for me because yeah the way they used him was brilliant but mm. the fact that they were banging a drum so hard that it wasn't fuck it spoilers it wasn't Jason Todd and the Joker wasn't in it and then it turned out oh it is Jason Todd and the Joker's in it I'm like well fuck you yeah that's like Khan <laughs> yeah oh god don't, don't even don't even but I, and then like I said I also really enjoyed the combat because I've always enjoyed the combat in those games uh, um, yeah it's, it's developed to be like a sort of kung fu movie it's, yeah it's a choreographed violence it's awesome yeah it's Yes. The Rocksteady anyway. Batman combat is some of the best combat in video games. It was, you, know, you know what's funny is that it was actually supposed to be a rhythm game. Arkham Asylum. Yeah. yeah. Arkham Asylum was supposed to be a, originally a Bamani style, like Stepmania, DDR yeah. style. Once you get into the fight, it almost is. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, it, that's, yeah. that's how they sort of that's how they sort of developed it from there. Which like is the so combat clever. was supposed to be done to a beat. So clever. Much like in Undertale, but we'll get to that. Oh, <laughs> oh that was oh, we, can, okay. we can segue across to it if you want. Yeah, we might as well talk yeah, about it now, yeah, actually. That was beautiful. Um, but yeah, this is my number one game of the year. Hello, yes, I am Tumblr Trash. Okay, so Undertale why. is a game by Toby Fox, who is known more for music than for game development. And the music in Undertale is beautiful. It's really well done. The game is presented in a sort of very 8-bit way. It's very pixel art driven. Um deceptively simplistic in its presentation. The game works very similarly to an old 8-bit game uh, and is presented quite similarly in a lot of ways to AJRPG, or more specifically, like Earthbound. Ah. <laughs> um, the, the basic plot, okay, there's um, a world of monsters locked away from the world of humans by a barrier after a war between monsters and humans. You are a human child who has fallen into this world. As you go out exploring into the world, uh, you are told that uh, the, the king of 
the world of monsters is trying to capture human souls because human souls are different to monster souls. They persist beyond the life of the human. Monster souls don't. They disappear with the body. And human souls contain a power capable of breaking down the barrier. Like the Little Mermaid in some regards, as Zoe said. Um, and they need seven, and they have six, and you are a human in the world of monsters. Ah. You are in great danger. And then there were seven. Now, this is not going to be an Undertale episode, but I am going to get quite spoilery. So if you really, really want to play Underworld, uh, Undertale, and you don't want to be spoiled, you might want to skip forward a bit. Okay, because I, I can't really get into how good this game is without getting spoilery. Also, if any of my co-hosts want me to avoid spoilers, I'll try. Um, <laughs> I have issues with Undertale. But I, I guess I will have to give it a go at some point. I kind of would like to know what your issues are before I get going they're, on how good enti- it is. They're entirely stupid and not like in any way linked to it being a bad or a good game. They're entirely literally just like, oh my god, I want my dash to like have something else on it at some point. Ah, right, okay. Um, um, it was also the point where I went, you know what, I'm actually going to do it. I'm going to knuckle down, I'm going to buy Undertale, and I'm going to play it this weekend. I, actually, I said those words to myself. Uh, at the point that my Tumblr dashboard was uh, uh, re- refreshing at the time. And then it was someone just posting just shitloads of untagged uh, Undertale porn. Featuring what looked like very much a Shota skeleton. Well, there are skeletons. Yeah. Not the tall tall one. I'm making a motion with my fucking hand. There there are two. There's, There's Sans and Papyrus. Sans is the small one in the hooded jacket, and Papyrus is the tall one in the uh, armor. Sans, then. Yeah. Whereas that's been that's your opinion about talking about Undertale, and there's absolutely no 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 basis on the game itself. No, of yeah. course, yeah. my opinion is about hearing spoilers. That is that I'll probably just think it's Thomas was alone. So, so okay, cool. <laughs> so I, I will play it because it's an unfair it's an unfair reason to not play it. Um, it really is, and I think honestly, Jack, there are things in here that I think you would love. I'm going to try not to spoil it completely, but there are going to be things I am going to have to spoil to explain why it's so good. Cool. So, um, you are left now in the underworld with the monsters, aware that you are in danger of your life. Now, the, the basic plot is the same no matter how you play it, which is you're going to encounter various people, you're going to fight them, even if you don't actually attack them, they will attack you and you will have to defend yourself either way. And your ultimate goal is to reach Asgore, the king of the monster world, and depending on your aims, uh, you might want to get through the barrier, get home, you might want to kill him, you might want to whatever. Now, if you see any discussion of Undertale Online, you're going to see references to genocide and pacifist. Um, Two particular playthroughs of the game. One, obviously, is kill everything, and one is kill nothing. Mm. Now, where the game gets clever is it knows it's a game. It's very aware of being a game, and it uses game mechanics in clever ways. For example, when you start a fight, um, you have four options broadly. In a JRPG style, you have four menus that you can choose from. One of them is fight, which allows you to attack. One of them is act, which allows you to, amongst other things throughout the game, talk to them, play with them, hug them 
pick on them. It depends on who you're fighting. Yeah. You have items, healing items, uh, weapons that you can equip, that sort of thing. And mercy, which broadly speaking will allow you to either spare them or run away. In one fight, just to make things clear to you, even if you're trying to be a pacifist, one of the enemies, the first thing they do is destroy the mercy button. Uh, so rather than attack you, they attack your interface and take away your ability to spare or run away. Um, that's one of the examples of how it plays with the fact that it is a game. Another is, for example, if you uh, kill a particular character in a particular moment and then regret it, if you reload from a save game and go up to that character, they will say, I know what you're trying to do. doesn't change the fact you killed me. Oh my god. Yeah. And if you've gone through and killed them and you're playing a new game, uh, you might find characters react to you differently this time. Because before, they trusted you when they met you because they didn't know. But this time, they know what you're like. And even if you're being pacifist, they might be inexplicably concerned about you being around. Oh my god, that's so fucking cool! Yeah. It really, really is. And... um. You'll see a lot of people who have never played the game writing it off as being casual because there's otaku characters who love anime and there's lesbian romances and it's a child wandering through Undertale and obviously the preferred playthrough is that you be peaceful and, and it's, oh, it's so Tumblrite, oh, it's so SJW, it's such a casual game. Right. Regardless of whether you're fighting back or not, you always have to defend yourself. And the way in which you defend yourself is your soul is represented by a little heart icon, and you're in bullet hell. Different enemies will have different attack patterns, but it is very recognizably a bullet hell game. In the middle of this SJW representation fooled casual trash game, you're suddenly playing some of the hardest fucking bullet hell you'll ever play. And if anyone and ever calls a bullet hell game casual... Oh, Fuck, Slap there are fights, there are fights in this game. clarify what bullet hell means? Um, Gradius, uh, Toho... Um, when you have enemies that fire patterns of bullets that fill the screen and you have to move around and avoid getting hit by different incoming streams of fire... And oh, I see, okay. What's, what's the classic one? Is it Gradius? It's not Gradius. I think it is Gradius. Yeah. We've okay. got like, a little ship on the side of the screen going like up and down. You can only go up and down. Yeah. Occasionally you go like forward. And there's all like loads of monsters. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm with like, you. Like sort of like horizontal space invaders. Yes, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. And it plays around with that as well. Brodius shooting dragons in the neck. Yeah, exactly. And the way this works is in combat, there is a white box that your heart is contained in, and you can move within that box, and the enemy will be throwing things into it, and you have to avoid them. And some of the fights towards the end, I've sat there, redone it, redone it, redone it, redone it, redone it, and had to walk away and clear my head and gone, this is so hard, I can't do this, this is too hardcore. And I, I literally at one point had to go back in uh, several screens, uh, find an area where I could grind cash to buy armor and healing items just to get through this one fight. It's really hard. It's, it's not a casual game. Yeah. But the... The bit I don't want to spoil, but kind of can't explain how good the game is without getting into, what I'll say is the final boss has more meta, this is a game awareness than anything else in this game. And the first time you encounter them, 
when you die, and it's not if, <laughs> the game crashes. No. That's not a mistake. What? That's deliberate. When you reboot, you'll find your save game has gone a little weird. <laughs> the, the final boss has access to your save file. This is Psychomantis level fucking with the player. Love it. It's really good. It's the way it, uh, the fact, the awareness it has of the fact that it is a game and the awareness it maintains through you trying to reset it and trying to restart it and trying to reload from saves, but the fact that your consequences are locked in because it will save them silently into the file and restart you from a checkpoint, but your consequences already exist in the minds of various characters is ingenious. And, and the characters are just genuinely very funny and very affable and, and it, the game is fun regardless, but that stuff where it just messes with your head is beautiful. It's a really, really well-made game, and I thoroughly recommend it. And a lot of the combat, the bullet hell, a lot of the attacks can be dodged by treating it as a rhythm game, because Toby Fox is a musician. Yep. So uh... a lot of the attacks are synchronized with the battle music for that particular character. So if you get hang of the rhythm... Like, some of the, the fights arbitrarily limit you, so there is three lines running across the white box, and rather than being able to freely move, you can only move up or down. But if you move up and down in rhythm with the song, you'll avoid all the damage. That sort of thing. So it's a, it's a really fun, really clever game that, honestly, it won the Game Facts game poll this year, and it's caused so many salty tears... Uh, because GameFAX is a den of otaku who every year the game of the year is either Zelda or Final Fantasy and they're so pissed off that a bunch of people from Tumblr and various other places came and voted it the best game watching their anger thrilled me and that was before I'd actually reached the final boss and found out how good Undertale even is all right. Well, it's nice to have original ideas out there every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> no! <laughs> no, we Actually, want the same thing forever! While I'm on the subject of clever games, um, two things I want to talk about that it won't take long, just small little games. Okay. Uh, you remember the Stanley Parable? Yes. Vaguely. Stanley Parable was a, a lovely little game uh, which coined the genre of walking simulator with calming British narrator. Right. Uh, the two sort of lead designers behind it, Davy Reardon and William Pugh, have both made games released this year. And uh, Davy Reardon's is very strange. It's the Beginner's Guide. I think I may have mentioned it on this show before. It's presented as a sort of guided tour through another developer's private thought experiment games in a very invasive, very voyeuristic way. It caused a lot of controversy when it came out because no one really knew just how true it was. Uh, In fact, uh, Destructoid did a whole article about how it's probably fine to get a refund on this game because it's very short. It's under the time limit for Steam's refunds. And because it's so ambiguous about whether or not it actually is sort of abusive of another human being to have played it, there's no real moral impugning on you to get a refund. Now, let me just uh, load up Steam and pick this up. <laughs> Destructoid got a lot of heat for this article uh, until Davey Ridden himself, the author, who has made no comment on the game since it came out. That's part of it. He's left it ambiguous, he's left it uncomfortable, and said nothing. Yeah. The one thing he said is he doesn't disagree with that article at all. 
Um, so don't feel bad if you do. It's only a couple of quid anyway. It's very small, very cheap. And if you want to get it refunded, Davy says that's fine. <laughs> and the other one, William Pugh's take, is very different. I can't really say much about it, except it's, it's probably more true to the spirit of Stanley Parable. It's funny, and it's unexpected, and it's quirky. And the narrator in that, What's Davy Ridden, is the narrator in um, Beginner's Guide. The narrator in Don- Dr. Languskov, The Tiger, and the Terribly Cursed Emerald, A Whirlwind Heist, available on Steam and free, uh, so definitely get this one because it's free, is uh, Simon Amstel. Oh! Oh, wow. And he's oh. brilliant in it. Uh, also features, yeah, it also features Justin Roiland, who is the voice of Lemon Grab in Adventure Time. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm literally not going to tell you anything about Dr. Langerskov because it only takes 20 minutes to play, and if I tell you anything, it'll ruin it. Right. But it's brilliant and it's free. Nice. The I'm best like, kind of game, I'm right? I'm going to pick both up tonight, then. <laughs> they, are, they are both worth playing. Awesome. For very different reasons. But they're both original ideas, both very creative, and both nice bite-sized experiences. Hmm. Oh. Irish, you want to mention a, a best of 2015? Uh, well, since I was gone for a short while, I don't know what others you've said, so... Well, I mean, well, I've still got my the stuff to go through of the, like, other things that came out this year, but most of it is bad. <laughs> so let's talk about some good first. Okay, well, I was going to say, we can, go, we can go from you saying how, how good Undertale was to then mentioning Godzilla the game came out this year. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, and I feel lesser for having known that happened. I didn't, yeah, that's the first I've heard of it. Yeah. It's awful. It's, it's so bad. Do you play as Godzilla? Yes. <laughs> Okay, it is so bad. It is it's so broken. Very it's so awful. It's like it's like two minutes worth of gameplay, and it's it, ugh, you know what? And it's a full fully priced game as well. I nearly picked it up because I was like, man, I love Godzilla. It's not. It just mm. just oh, there are so many reviews out there. Just go out and read something because we haven't got much time left on this. Out of a boyfriend got an official super duper uh, expansion release. Metal Gear Solid Five came out, and everyone seemed to like that when it came out. Everyone seemed to love that, yeah. Yeah, they've, hmm, ah, uh, hmm. Even even ignoring the stuff about Quiet, which is very difficult to do. Difficult to do, but at the same time, I mean, it is a Metal Gear game. Fan yeah. service and bullshit are both expected. Absolutely. Um, they have actually, in a way. And again, it's, it's spoilerific here, but they have answered the problem with not having David Hayter in it. Oh, yeah, I've seen the answer to that. Yeah. What? Yeah. Do you mind a spoiler? No. Okay, Venom Snake, the character you are, yeah. is not Big Boss. Metal Gear Solid 5, you're not Big Boss. Oh. You are some other guy who is posing as Big Boss. That's which is so why good. you're not David Hayter. That's fucking awesome. And it's why, and this is an interesting thing I've seen people point out, it's why every other Metal Gear Solid game has had Arabic numerals for its number. Two, three, and four have all had number. Right. Metal Gear Solid 5 is the Roman numeral V, and it's two points diverging. Oh. 
See, I heard that come up as a conspiracy theory ages ago, but the conspiracy theory was way more tinfoil hat and wish listing. Yeah. Which was that Phantom Pain was not Metal Gear Solid 5. It was almost not a fake game, but sort of a an, an intro to Metal Gear Solid 5, which would actually be, you know, Kojima's crowning masterpiece and come along and, and uh, t- pick up from where Phantom Pain leaves off with actual Big Boss and be awesome. But that was someone who had played this game and gone, that wasn't good. Yeah. Why isn't it good? It's, it's not what? good because it's all, it's, it's a fake. <laughs> you know it's what? It's a phantom. I would not put it past Kojima. Phantom Pain. Yeah. I would not put it past Kojima. The man is a fucking lunatic and an absolute <laughs> hack. Yeah, but then he went on holiday, so don't expect Metal Gear Solid 5 anytime soon. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm going to put this out there. Hideo Kojima is a fucking hack. That's insane. Um, That's yeah. actually insane. It's it's so bizarre. That has given me a level of interest into that. Like, to be fair, and you say uh, a bit tinfoil hat, I think you need to wear a tinfoil hat to play Metal Gear Solid yeah. games anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're off their fucking shit. Uh, although speaking speaking of just complete bullshit, Blood Bowl Two. <laughs> okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Not good. Well, the problem, right? The problem, yeah, the problem with Blood Bowl games. What's Blood Bowl? Quickly, Blood Bowl. It's fantasy football, but like literally. <laughs> good. It's, it's, <laughs> it's orcs and elves and dwarves and humans uh, playing American football. Nice. There you go. Um, and it's a really, really Blood Bowl it, itself is a really, really quite fun game. It is a great if game. you turn the commentary off. Oh, do you not have the commentary on? I don't have the commentary on because there's only... Well, once you've heard each of the three lines, you yeah, turn it off. Yeah, that's very true. And they that's come every, they come every 20 seconds. Yeah, they do, don't they? Um, and it's a really, really good game, except for, like, the one thing I really didn't like about the Blood Bowl releases. Was it the fact that you got nickel and dimed with whole-price releases adding a race or two? They've never released DLC for it. Oh! They released Blood Bowl, which had a certain number of races on it. Quite a few. Mm-hmm. There were quite a few on there. Yeah. And then they released... Blood Bowl Dark Elves Edition, which was the same game, but they added Dark Elves. Yeah, but full price game. Yeah, same price as oh, the first Blood Bowl game. Really, yeah, yeah. Then they released Blood Bowl... Um, Chaos Edition. No, no, Chaos Edition was the last... Jesus Christ, Iris. Speaking of Chaos... <laughs> I thought oh, okay? Dungeon Bowl was the last one. Was, was Dungeon Bowl last? There was, there was another one, though. There was in between Chaos Edition, like Legendary Edition. And Legendary Edition added like a whole bunch of living rulebook uh, races into it. Ah. Uh, and again, that was full price. I think it was like five pounds more than the other ones. <sighs> then they released Chaos Edition, which added in Cornate and some other team. And again, that was full price, but maybe about five pounds more. Uh-huh. So they never released DLC for it. They just released the same game with the extras. And if you wanted those extras, you, you just have to buy the game again. Just to buy the game again. Yeah. See, it's, that's fucking disgusting. And... No, no, no more than maybe like a year, year and a half after they released Chaos Edition, <laughs> when we were all looking at our watches and going, all right, when do you reckon the next edition's out? Mm. Blood Bowl 2. Yeah. With all five teams on it. Oh, for fuck's sake. Like, Chaos, Chaos, oh, Edition, Chaos Edition has, I think, 14 or 15 rosters. Blood Bowl 2 has five. It's really depressing that we live in this era, like when we live in the era of the season pass, where you basically pay the price of the game again. Yeah. For stuff that should Except really have been in the game. The season pass is absolutely uh, nothing as compared to the Blood Bowl By the approach. If they release Blood oh, Bowl, no, I, I admit that, but I'm just saying I, that, like, I, it's I, still. I freely guarantee they'll release Blood Bowl 2.1 yeah. as a separate game mm-hmm. with a couple of extra, maybe even one new team added. Mm. And it'll just. And it, it looks prettier, but it's the same fucking game. 
Yeah. Like you didn't need to make Blood Bowl two. It's I guess the, the actual the rules of Blood Bowl have not changed in the interim. It's the living rule So I guess what you've learned then is that when <laughs> you should buy a Blood Bowl game when it's finally finished. What I've no. learned is you shouldn't buy a Blood Bowl game. No, no, no. no just now, wait to the very end now and get now. Just get Chaos Edition. Yeah, get Chaos Edition because it's got everything for Blood Bowl One. It's got more content than Blood Bowl Two. Right. It's just not as pretty. But you know what? You'll be watching it from fucking zoomed out, top down, miniature style game anyway. And the so, gameplay is exactly the same. Exactly. So just get a Chaos Edition. Get it. Get it cheap. <laughs> and that's it. You don't need to worry about them releasing another edition because they're now under Blood Bowl Two, and you know not to bother with that shit. The end. There you go. That's <laughs> this year as well, we did also have released uh, Mordheim, which I really want to pick up. Oh right, yeah. They made a, they made a Mordheim game. Apparently, it's quite good. It's buggy as shit. Seen it's, 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 in, it. it's in like beta at the moment. Mm. It's on. Uh, what's, what's the what's the Steam's beta thing? Greenlight. Greenlight. Uh, Jack, what's Mordheim? Mordheim. It's another Games Workshop uh, specialist game where you are roving bands of mercenary treasure hunters going through the ruins of a destroyed city uh, in the Empire in the Warhammer world. About a, about. Four five hundred years before the current plot of Warhammer. Fantasy oh Warhammer. wow! Okay, there you go. And well, I knew, I knew I had what, another game out this year that I've heard surprisingly good things about. What's that? Vermintide. Yeah, I keep hearing good things about it, but I look at it and just go, "It's like a class-based shooter." It's Left oh. for Dead, except with Skaven and rats rather than zombies. And it's set in- oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, and it's actual and, Skaven. And it's set in the, fa- the fantasy world, so you've got like... Well, I'm not sure if it's actual Skaven, but it is definitely giant rat oh, beasts. Oh yeah, it's, it's Vermintide, so yeah. And you've got, like, oh, okay. you've got like a bright wizard, a witch hunter, <laughs> a warrior priest, and I forget what the other one is. <gasps> Probably like a great sword. Oh my god, that's so cool. And it's melee based, so you're like fighting... I, I really want to pick it up, but it seems like it's a bit expensive for me to pick up. At the moment, even on sale, it's something like twenty nine ninety nine. This is just on uh, for PC, I believe. So it's coming out on PS four and Xbox One next year. Oh, cool! There you go. Um, Persona Four, Dancing All Night. I have to have an obligatory mention to the Persona games because I fucking love Persona games, even cr- like crazy bullshit spinoffs like Dancing All Night, which is let's take a game which is all about uh, it's all about growing up and it's all about facing the truth and learning to. Uh, Facing no, no, it is, no, no, I know. It's, it's, it's a game that basically yeah. says every single person has aspects of themselves that they hate and they will never admit are there mm. to anyone else. And this is the game of saying you will never be a complete person unless you learn to sort of face those truths mm. and accept that as part of yourself. Um, and doing so, not doing so, is very destructive and dangerous. Mm. Right. Dancing All Night is a spin-off, which is a dancing game. <laughs> it's all the characters in that in DDR. <laughs> Yeah. One of the components of yourself is your love of dance. You must admit to it. Yep, everyone has it. <laughs> you um, have to face it. And it's just, <laughs> you must face the truth. Yeah, it, it's, 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 it's fun. It off, There's though. been a lot of spin-offs, and, and Dancing All Night is, is quite a lot of fun. Um, and it is just stupid dumb fun. Uh, Fallout 4 came out this year. Fallout 4 came out this year. <laughs> yes, it did. Yes, Sorry. It did. Just done silence, apparently. Yeah. Fallout 4 <laughs> is the game that I have deliberately avoided putting on my game of the year list. Yeah, because everyone else... Because it isn't. Yeah. It, I enjoy it, a lot of lists. but it is the worst Fallout game of the modern era. Ooh. Oh. I can't comment. I've only got four hours under my belt. But the thing is, I understand it has flaws, but I mean, I, I still wouldn't say it's... Maybe worst is the wrong word, because it makes... It, it's, it's the it, first game of the modern era where you can only resolve problems with violence. And that, to me, is a step away from Fallout too far. Yeah, all right, fair and enough. It just, yeah, 
as a personal thing, I just can't go back to it. I keep, I keep sitting down and go, I'm going to play some Fallout. Uh, I really don't feel like it. Like, there are so many other games I'd rather be playing than Fallout 4. We, we've done a Fallout episode, haven't we? We have. We don't need to talk about okay. it. I'm just saying that, you know. Right, my game of the year. Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> That's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> that is a game that is also not on my list, but not because of the gameplay. Yeah. I love the gameplay. Yeah. But again, because of microtransaction DLC bullshit. Yeah. I can't encourage that kind of behavior. Yeah. I mean, I've not bought any of the DLC, and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it just fine. Um, yeah. The base game is great fun, but the fact is, it feels like they've deliberately... It, it's not often I say this about DLC, because I'm, I'm not banging the drum of people are deliberately releasing unfinished games so that they can sell DLC. But in Battlefront's case, I think that is actually the case. Yeah. Yeah, there are some cases which it is, it is, is more so, prevalent than others. There's yeah. so much less content than there was in, say, Battlefront 2. Yeah. Yeah, but I know, it is, I know. It's a, it's a hell of an enjoyable game. I would like to share my... I haven't shared my story with, with, uh, with you, Irish and Simon, about uh, my, my playthrough the other day of playing as a uh, stormtrooper on a, a Walker Assault map. I think it's the Tatooine one. Uh, getting to the final thing, the final sort of checkpoints, you know, the little, little mm-hmm. uh, radars, the little communication relays you've got to um, take down. Mm-hmm. And I found one, no rebels near it, but it was activated, so they mm-hmm. clearly activated it and walked off. Yeah. So I went up there with my little squad shield in my inventory, mm-hmm. deactivated it, and set up the squad shield. And went, right, I'm tucked away in a corner, so it's going to be really, really difficult for them to bounce grenades in here. Yeah. They have to come to me, mm-hmm. and I'll get the drop on them. I'll shoot them. <laughs> and I'm waiting. And as I'm waiting, like, occasionally a stormtrooper will like, run past. Uh-huh. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, okay, you guys can get them. You get them. And then coming the other way, this dark shape. and Vader steps into my squad shield walking the other direction and he stops and he turns and he looks at me I'm just one stormtrooper standing next to the objective with Vader looking at me and we just stare at each other for like one, two, three seconds just staring at each other it felt like an eternity it felt like an absolute (laughs) staring down Vader and then I pressed up on the D-pad, the, 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 the emote button for the, the fist bump. Yep. And I just extended my fist out to Vader for a fist bump. And he just stared at me. And I retracted the hand with the customary boom. <laughs> yeah. At the exact same time, an explosion went off somewhere on the map. <laughs> and Vader stared at me for a moment, saluted with his lightsaber, <laughs> yeah. and carried on about his business, force-choking rebels. <laughs> and I was like, I just fist bumped Vader. He just raised your lightsaber, I, in, his lightsaber in your honor. Yeah, and I was like, that's it. This game, oh man, this game could not get any better than it's that. It's a great fucking game. It's yeah. ve- as we've just, we won't go into it much because we have talked about it a lot from yeah. the beta that we spoke about, but very atmospheric. It nails um, what it would feel to be like uh, in a battle uh, in, a, in the Star Wars galaxy. And I think it's as um, Simon put when we spoke about it before, it is like a brand new PlayStation 2 game. Yeah. And, and whilst it is fun, the reason it's not on my list, as well as the DLC problems, is I haven't played it this month because Rainbow Six came out. Ah, Let's hear about it because, Rainbow like, Six. now you've you've managed to play more of it. Oh yeah, yeah, all of it. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I've I've put in nearly fifty hours of this so far this month, uh, which for me on a multiplayer shooter is a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. And. I, I've heard complaints leveled against it, and I'm here to tell you not to listen to the hate. You know, some people say it's grindy. It's not. I played Payday. Payday is grindy. I unlocked every single operator 
in about 23 hours of gameplay. Um, and I wasn't really maxing out my experience either. I've still got all the starting currency. I didn't buy any experience boosters. It could have been faster. I didn't play ranked multiplayer, which gives better um, experience. I was playing mostly terrorist hunts on normal rather than hard, which again gives more XP, realistic even more. So I was sort of earning the minimum amount of XP you can and still unlocked everything really quickly. Uh, so it's not grindy. And the other thing is, it's, you know, it's a microtransaction game. No. The only thing you can spend real money on is the experience boosters, which I've conclusively decided you don't need, and fancy skins for your guns, which I can also tell you you do not need. Unless you're uh, So, well, you can still get skins for your guns uh, using the renown that you win back, and you won't need it anymore after you've unlocked all your operators. It's just the particularly fancy ones, the limited ones that you can only buy with real money. And if that's what you're doing with your life, I, I don't know what to tell you. Each their own. Each their own. <laughs> yeah, if you've got the money to spend on it, sure. But don't say that the game is demandingly microtransaction-based when it's an entirely optional skin that you're only going to use to show that you've spent money on a skin. Yeah. It gives you no other benefit. <laughs> Uh, Have you hung actual- upside down yet, Simon, and shot a man in the head as he ran through the door that's beneath you? Uh, not through the door, but through the window several times, yes. Yay! Um, it's, it, the gameplay is fantastic. It's kind of like Counter-Strike if it had much punchier, much more punishing gunplay. You can't take as many hits. You go down fast. Yeah. Uh, much smaller maps. Um, so there's a, a lot less running around trying to find each other. And much more limited teams. It's, it's up to five on five. So it's very contained. And because the maps are so small and contained, they are filled with detail. Like, it's phenomenal looking around at the environments. There's the airplane, which is sort of an Air Force One type plane. And it's got oxygen masks hanging out of destroyed overhead containers and papers lying around on desks. And... As was observed by one of my friends while we were playing it, one thing it does right that a lot of real-world games get wrong is in Rainbow Six, doorways are doorway-sized, windows are window-sized, everything feels to scale. Mm. It's one of the most realistic game environments I think you can play in. And because it's so small, and because it's the nature of the game, you can fuck it all up. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing <laughs> that I Almost hear everything most is about. destructible. Yeah. Even the walls and the floors that you can't actually destroy, you can blow the surface off them so that you can see the beams underneath and still fire through the gaps. You know, everything in this game is there to be fucked up in one regard or another. <laughs> Especially you. Mm-hmm. Like, the number of times there's a, a house that is one of the maps, and, you know, it's a three-story house with a boat in the garage, and the number of times I've heard someone in multiplayer or terrorist hunt running through going, you know, this is a really nice house, and the number of times I've responded going, well, it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because you go into it the same way that you go into um, uh, Monte Carlo. Uh, Monaco. Monaco, sorry. Yes, in uh, Monaco I like to play the mole and travel in straight lines by busting through every wall available to me. <laughs> that is how I play Rainbow Six, yes. I play Sledge, the man with a sledgehammer, and if there's a straight line to the objective, I'll take it. Walls, bang, garage bang. doors, windows, no object. You've got to be careful in case you run out of sledgehammer ammo, though. That is true, that has happened to me once. Yep. Okay, <laughs> you can run out of sledgehammer. Yeah. You can break your sledgehammer. 
Okay, well, give me a happy. Give me a hammer and a place to stand, and I will break the hammer. Have you used <laughs> the hammer on a man? Yes. I bet that was satisfying. <laughs> I, I did it by mistake. Oh, no. But it worked. Was yeah. it a teammate? No, it wasn't. Okay, that's all right then. No, I, I meant to press the regular melee button, and I accidentally hit the use special button, and I sledgehammered him in the face. Oh. Uh, and it did kill him. Yep. So Yay. that was good. That <laughs> well, I will, I will, I'll touch on it just for a moment, because it's not actually written in my list, but I have, because I completely forgot about it, but um, in terms of punishing, really, really punishing FPS games, mm-hmm. uh, Verdun was released this year as well. I feel like I should mention it, because there are so what, what, sorry? Verdun. Oh, Verdun, as in yeah. World War II. World War I. Uh, oh, w- Oh yeah, of course yeah. it was World War One battle. Wasn't there are, it? And, uh, World War One games are so few and far between. Yeah, no, like you're right. Yeah. What? I'm not even really. Yeah, a World War One game. It's it's a MMO FPS. Uh, right. Where it's class based, where you are you can be line infantry, light infantry, and trench uh, infantry. Yeah. Uh, Canadian, French, British, and German. Yeah. Uh, and it is one of the most lethal FPS games I've seen since Armor. Armor Three. Yeah. Wow. As in. Unless your enemy has a pistol, mm. one shot and they're taking you down. Yeah. Huh. And any shot and you're gone. That sounds like Day of Defeat. Yes. Uh, oh, Day of Defeat. Day of Defeat, yeah. Armour 3. There's uh, these, you know, these super unforgiving FPS, but it's a, it's a massively multiplayer online one, so it's less yeah. like Armour where it's like, okay, you're dead, start from the beginning. Start from like 16 kilometers away. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's also things you have to worry about like poison gas. Uh, drowning if your trench gets flooded. Oh, shit Fuck. like that. Explosions, mines, all that sort of stuff. Dog-sized rats. And the amount of times you see people going into it going, well, fuck, I don't think there's actually a way we can do this without going over the top. Oh, fuck it. Hell. And you go, shit, that is actually the only option available to oh, us. No. <laughs> wow. I hope it goes well for us. You know, that's such a clever... I mean, obviously it's a little bit morbid, but like the if it, as, as an MMO, that mass of people... Yeah. But all having to do the and, same thing, you know. Like I said, it's, it's not a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination. But okay. I feel I should mention it because, like I said, a World War One game. They're very, very few and far well, between. Yeah, of course. Um, you can't spray and pray in World War One. Well, unless you had the mounted machine gun. Well, yeah, but you can't move with those. Um, it actually made me, it made me look into uh, video games about World War One recently, and going, mm. uh, I found out there there are forums dedicated to people trying to recreate. The, the scenario of World War One in Civilization, like they're playing a game of Civilization Five, yeah, and trying to recreate the the build up of hostilities yeah, between the Allies. And you know what? Yeah. It's actually impossible to do in Civilization unless, Five unless you spend several hundred years of game time setting everything up deliberately to go wrong. <laughs> it is impossible to accidentally have World War One happen because in real life it depended on so many fuck-ups and so much bad luck and so many plans hinging on other people's plans yeah. that it is basically impossible to do unless you do it on purpose. In Civilization V. In Civ V. As well, <laughs> just to give you an idea of how fucking stupid World War One. Of was. course, yeah. Wow. Um, We've gone down this road. Yeah, so, you know what, just, 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 <laughs> this lonely, harrowing I road. I just thought because you mentioned about no, 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 yeah, uh, no, no, being, no, being uh, unforgiving. I'm like, yeah, man. That is really interesting, though. I, I do like, I do like the idea of that at least. Goodness me! And the only other game I've got written on my, actually, the, I've got one other game ris- uh, written on my list of games this year, and it's not even released this year. Oh. PT slash Silent Hills. Oh yeah, because I li- yeah we literally just had a conversation <laughs> because, about this before we started the show. That was, that was this year, and then it was brought back. 
but then it was actually cancelled. But now it's called something else, and now it isn't a Silent Hill game. But then it was cancelled, and now it's back again. But yeah, now it's called Worms. Oh yeah, it's bought up by Team Seventeen. <laughs> Team 17 now own the rights to the game that PT was Isn't going it? to become. Well, mm, yes and no. Actually, the game they bought was a, it's a fan recreation. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake! Oh, I, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, it was a kickstarted version of the game. Yeah. I can't follow any of this! Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Shall we veer wildly away from that? Because yes. uh, I also have Rise of the Tomb Raider on my list, which I've not played because I'm waiting for it to come to the PC. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to more Tomb Raider. I actually uh, bought a lot of the old Tomb Raider yet. games in the Steam sale. Mad Max, which was fantastic, but mm. flawed. I got that for Christmas. Now on yet. sale. It's really fun. Um, one that I think... I, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned, Jack. Soma. Oh! Mm, yeah. Soma. It's... I, I, I've only seen, a li- I've only seen like, say, about two hours of Soma gameplay. Um, so the plot is very interesting. The description I've had of it is it does for being trapped in an underwater world what Bioshock wishes it could have. Oh, that's, that's I, bold. I, I, believe, I believe Soma was made by the same people that made Amnesia the Dark Descent. It was. Yeah. It's wow. Amnesia the Dark Descent. It's people that did Amnesia the Dark Descent doing a sci-fi story. It's a sci-fi horror. Wow. And you're trapped in an underwater lab. Oh my goodness me. Um, and it's all about memory it's all about uh what measure a man you know the, the whole like at what point does something stop becoming a program and start becoming a human being uh, nice. it's all about mechanized humans it's all about um that sort of stuff so simon you probably i was gonna say so even, basically everything that simon loves in a game so even as a apart horror, from the mounting terror it's an interesting one because yeah i it's exactly the kind of gameplay i don't want it's exactly the kind of gameplay I don't want. Yeah. But it is just as precisely the themes I do want. Yeah, you so I'm so confused. No, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is many evidence of this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't finish that. No, the real video evidence is I haven't played it since. Uh, um, oh, so I've never been though. able to go back to it. You enjoyed it though, right? To a point. Yeah, and that is the I point think. when I stopped. <laughs> I think you should carry on, Simon, because I really like those videos. I, I will say, I will say, Soma is not as... I will say it's not as scary. It's not as threatening from what I've seen, mm. but I haven't seen it all. It, it's very similar in, uh, in that sense to Amnesia, in that yeah. there are monsters, they are roaming, and you cannot fight them. Yeah. Um, it's but it's more, yeah. it's more stealth-based. Yeah. Uh, than fear-based, because Alien Isolation, the stealth doesn't actually help you that much. The whole... that Right. One thing I learned from Alien Isolation, hiding in the cabinets is a trick. It's a trick. Those are just coffins. Don't get in them. <laughs> um, I've just done all right with them. <laughs> do, you, do you play with the microphone thing? No, I do not. I unplug my microphone before I, I start. That's an option. What? There's an option you can switch on at the beginning of the game where if Wait, you make any sound, really? it lowers your stealth rating in the game. The microphone oh, the alien God, can that actually so cool hear so you. Someone goes, I brought your tea in. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you idiot, you killed us all. Now I'm tea. Yep. <laughs> Basically that, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mad Max was on my list. And uh, one that I kind of wanted to go, oh, and that's that there was a ghost in the shell game. Released oh, on yeah. early access this uh, this year, was and it? by all reports, it ain't great. 
Well, um, yeah, I, I, I tried to find it on Steam, but Steam started pooping itself in a way that it has done a lot recently. Yeah, it's, um, it's in green light as well, so it's a bit harder to track down. But I, I, typed, I typed in, well, this is the point is, I, I was, yeah, there's a Ghost in the Shell game. And I, I know it's on Steam, so I went into the search bar on Steam, and I typed in Ghost in the Shell, and it went, there's nothing here. I went, oh, okay, Ghost. And it went, yeah, there's no games with the word Ghost in the title. I was like, I believe that to be a lie of some sort. Yeah, you. I tried to find Dying Light the other day, and I couldn't find it, because apparently no game called Dying Light exists. Again, I believe that to be a lie of some sort. Um, <laughs> That's e- I mean, we talked about this earlier as well, weren't we? That's about uh, when you bought a game on the PlayStation Network, it doesn't reappear. And I think it's the same with the Xbox as well, isn't yeah. it? That you just don't see it once you've bought it, so you can't compare the prices. Exactly. Well, Steam's just sort of been pooping itself inside out recently. Oh, yeah, you were saying earlier. Yeah. It, it, had, a, it had a problem. It is fixed. It, it had a problem. It, it fixed, and it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't, wasn't it interesting enough to it, discuss? It wasn't critically life-threatening. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> life basically, basically, people had access to a random other person's um, buying history. Oh! oh. The, the interesting and, thing about it is it was... Uh, the technical boring details, it was based on cash control. So yeah. the account page is cached and you're presented with the cached version, but the cash was generated by someone else. So you're seeing their page. Right. Uh, in terms of abuse, yes, some people had purchases made through stored account credentials. Um, so if you had your banking details linked to it, uh, it was under threat. But the mistake everyone made was saying, go to Steam and unlink your account. Because the fact was, if you hadn't visited Steam recently, you hadn't generated a cash, and therefore you weren't a victim. But the rush of everyone going to unlink their account details just created many, many more account page cash issues. And that was the that best was way to become a victim. Oh, uh, dear. I was lucky at the time in that the only payment details I had linked to my Steam account were my PayPal, and therefore you needed a whole other set of credentials to actually make a purchase. Yeah, very clever. Mine, mine, mine is linked to my normal account, but nothing happened. Nothing oh, happened. mine is linked to my normal account, but that card had already been deactivated for fraud. So I was fine. Ah, excellent. In well, a way. <laughs> so, um, video games, 2015. Uh, I'm just trying to think. I mean, most of them we've actually spoken about that mm. I've played, other than Halo 5. Halo 5? Yeah. So we can talk about Xbox games now? No. Oh, okay. Well, no, no. Basically, most of the games that I've played that we've discussed, you know, are also available on PlayStation as well. So, you know, really. Halo isn't. Uh, but Halo isn't. Um, my God, they need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. That'll do it. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Irish, anything we've missed? Um, well, I played uh, Majora's Mask on the 3DS this year. Ah, we mentioned it earlier, but n- yeah. none of us had played it, so please, tell yes. us about it. It's, um, have you, if, if anyone's played Majora's Mask, it's the same game. So there's, there's a few uh, little tweaks and stuff that they've added into the game um, that actually make it better. So the ability to control... Uh, the flow of time of time. Um, so you play the song of fast time, where's yeah? Um, you can actually, it's on a sliding bar, so you can actually pick what hour you want to fast forward to. Oh, rather than you know, six hours, six hours, oh. yeah, yeah. 
Oh yes, yeah, so specific points. So you don't have to stand there for like the rest of the day waiting for them, right? Yeah. Now. Or you go and talk to the fucking scarecrow. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyone oh, has a mask and find that really fucking weird. Yeah. When you hold the bomber's book, it becomes uh, part of your bottom screen, so it's not much easier to access. Oh, thank God for that. Um. Yeah, uh, one of the things they made it to make it more difficult is the boss battles are much more difficult. No, oh, they didn't oh. need to be more difficult, though. Oh, they good, were... I look forward to that. Oh. They, were, they were easy. They were not easy. They were easy. Goma can go... Not Goma. Um, yeah, yeah. The fish. The fish, all right, the fish is hard. The fish can fuck right off. Mind you, no. having said that, after finishing Undertale the other day, I am, and this will mean something to people who've played Undertale, filled with determination. I can do this. <laughs> you can boss. You can boss rush. Yeah. So, um, if you like Zelda, if you really like Majora's Mask, but I do, it's worth getting. And then, and then push Jenga blocks down a hill. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not happened there. Would you find you okay? Yeah, pretty much. Sorry. A lot of the other games I've played have been talked about already. Um, talking about Fallout, um, Alex can bear witness, but I finally entered Diamond City today. Hooray! <laughs> oh, how God, many God, hours of gameplay? A hundred and... Yeah, 105, 106 hours, something like that. Jesus Christ. And you did yeah. it. See, you've put more time into that game before going to Diamond City than I've put into, or really plan to put into that game. I just have fun walking around doing stuff. It I is. A lot, a lot yeah. of the time is, was in, like, settlements and crafting and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, finally entered Diamond City today. It's good fun. It's really good fun. I'm level 50, I, I entered Diamond City, went into the market and pinged level 56. Nice. And, uh, yeah. I think uh, you are ready for the challenges that await you. <laughs> I still haven't oh, finished the story. Well, three more. In this, yeah. <laughs> in, this, in this game, you know, you know, Fallout 3 with like Super Mutants, when you got to max level, the, there was the uh, was it Super Mutant Overlords they added in the DLC. Yeah. Yeah, there's something above that in this one. That isn't the behemoth. Oh, well, I've not met that yet. Yeah, because I've. I've, I've I've met bunches of masters and overlords, and I'm like, okay, that's it. And then I met something new. I can't remember what it's called, but I was like, I'm like but it, it was stronger than them. I was like, oh, this is new. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, Thank you for this horror. <laughs> yes. I'll see if I can find one that was cool. Uh, was, but, it, um, uh, was it the Primus or the Warlord? Might be the Warlord. Because those right. are the new ranks of Super Mutant in... Yeah. Uh, well, the, and the Suicider. Yeah, Fuck right. the Suicider. Suiciders, man. Oh, Suiciders, if you, if you kill them beforehand, you get a mini-nuke out of it. So. That is true. Unless you kill them by shooting the mini-nuke. Yeah, Which I've I had that. always do. I've had that amazing, amazing situation happen like that. Yeah, and then survive the blast. <laughs> I will just, say oh, there are also ranks of Behemoth in this game. That I did not know. I mean, found there there are epic behemoths, there are glowing behemoths, 
Oh, and there are ancient behemoths. I did not know this. And then there was Swan. See, and then there's Swan still alive in mine. Found it once. It drove me off. And I was like, I'll get you when I'm a higher level. Nah! <laughs> Going back to you, and then it sensibly left. <laughs> wow. So. You showed him. Yeah. Don't know what happened to him. Uh, whatever it is. Staying on the, uh, the Fallout theme, I played an awful lot of Fallout Shelter this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that came out this year. Yeah. I got, I got. Spoon games. <laughs> I got my, got my shell trucks maxed, and then I was like, right, uh, what now? And since then, I've added in a load more content, sort of thing. But uh, I've not got back to it yet. Actually, I might want to talk about a phone game. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to check. Yes, it was a 2015 release. Uh, Steven Universe Attack of the Light. I was going to say that one too. Yay! Yay! That's really good. It's actually it a is. really fun RPG. Oh, wow. It's a really good game. I mean, even if you're not uh, invested in Steven Universe, it's still worth playing. It's a really good RPG. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, you run around with the Crystal Gems who all have their own unique abilities as you level them up and you fight gem monsters. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's for a phone game. It's actually really, really good. For a Cartoon Network phone game. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, wow. And if you do like Steven Universe, it's even better. Yes, indeed. It's always good to have something sensational to play on the train. Thank you. I was going to say Byron, then Wild. Wild, yeah. You got it, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> or Charles Brandreth. Oh, okay. That's where he named his autobiography. Nice. Now, it wasn't a, um, a 2015 release, but the English language version was a 2015 release. Oh. So, Nico Etsume <laughs> Kitty Collector is also a phone game. Yes! What's this? Oh, it's it's the best fucking thing in the world ever, period. Nico Etsume Kitty Collector. It is a game where, well, it's a distraction it's a where itself. <laughs> you have a backyard. And you have, there is a cat bowl down, and you are luring cats to your yard so you can take photos of them and catalogue the many cats that visit. And you buy various oh, cat toys and attractions. Oh, that's what Leo had on her face. It reminds me of the old pets games. Do you remember? Yeah, it's cats exactly, and dogs. It's exactly, Do you remember those? It is exactly like that. Like the amount of times Rowan would be like, oh, hang on, I was going to check something. You get a phone out and you go, there's two new cats in my garden. Actually, just talking about it has reminded me, I need to go and check on my cats. There you uh, go. I think I probably need to refill their bowls. Um, but so on that note... <laughs> uh, there's also sort of custom, specific one-off cats that you have to buy special items and create special conditions to attract, and they're the rare ones. So it's the same Ooh. sort of collector culture as in something like Pokemon, but in a very small, contained, <laughs> little like catch-in-your-back garden game. Oddly. <laughs> it's also called Mew. Yeah, that's and it's adorable. That's what I was going with. That's what I was going with. Thank Funny you. Funny joke. I yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, if you look yeah. online, uh, there is a video <gasps> of an Osaka cat cafe recreating Nico Atsume. They've got Real cats cat. that look very like the cats in the game, and they've created like cardboard cardboard playhouses that look just like the ones in the game. <laughs> and then they and put a video camera in the room, and it's it the cutest thing. Oh, this is a phone game. Yeah. No, I know this is a recreation. Yeah, 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 and so and yeah, they just literally left a camera running for twenty four hours, and it was a live stream, and you could literally just check back in on YouTube and just watch it. (laughs) Oh, amazing! That's twenty fifteen in games. Yeah, it always ends with cats. It should always end with cats. I agree. 
cats are awesome. That scent feels like a natural stopping point. Yes, <laughs> like, it, with cats. Let's, oh, oh. Well, I thought we just had. Yes. Well, no, because we haven't signed out. Oh, we always say goodbye, don't we? Yeah. Okay. We do. What we always say is, you have been listening to World 1 Stage 1. I have been Simon. No, I've been Jack. I've always been Rob. And I have been Irish. And it is ending with cats. Meow. I misunderstood the phrase. Meow.